Hi, this is John Kuzma from EndZoneBlog.com's Across the Middle Show, your daily podcast for all your latest NFL news and action. It's April 16th. I hope you guys are enjoying your day. It's a little bit cold up here in Michigan, but let's get right to the ticker and start talking some football. The first thing up, we have the Atlanta Falcons and their two young stars in Deion Jones and uh, Keanu Neal. I don't know if you guys have watched any Falcons games the past two seasons, but Keanu Neal and Deion Jones are the real deal. Both these guys were rookies in 2016, and coincidentally, the Atlanta Falcons went to the Super Bowl. They eventually collapsed against the New England Patriots. I'm sure most of you guys remember that, but Jones and Neal are making a true impact for this team. Deion Jones is a former second-round pick out of LSU. Uh, he runs like a 4-3-8 40-yard dash. This guy can play sideline to sideline. He can fill running running lanes and shoot gaps. He's so instinctive. He has great reflexes. He's just a different type of linebacker because even though he's got the linebacker size and frame, he's faster than most receivers in the NFL. So he's a different type of player. And with the NFL being such a passing game these days, Deion Jones can excel in that type of environment because when quarterbacks want to throw the ball over the middle, this guy's great at defending the pass, whether it's batting down balls or intercepting uh, a pass and trying to take it back the other way. Keanu Neal, uh, it should be noted that Deion Jones and Keanu Neal both have over 200 uh, tackles for their first two seasons in the league, which means they're averaging over 100 tackles per year. Uh, Neal's very good, too. He comes up and runs support, and uh, he can deliver big hits. He hasn't been as good in pass coverage. Um, he only has one interception over his past two seasons. So if the Falcons want uh, Neal to improve in any area, it's definitely from a, a defensive passing standpoint. They want him to be more instinctive when it comes to being a ball hawk. And uh, he's got to diagnose these pass plays by dropping to his area, reading the quarterback, and then knowing what receivers are threatening his area of the field. So Deion Jones and Keanu Neal, both very good players, both very young. They have bright futures for this team. The question mark uh, for the Falcons is whether or not they're going to be able to replace Adrian Claiborne and Don Terry Poe, who both left this offseason. That's going to hurt uh, the Falcons in the trenches. But, you know, obviously... Jones and Neal are going to have to do their part by elevating their game and hopefully they do that because I I just want to see both these guys do good because they're just such bright young talents in the league and it's pretty rare that uh, you know Atlanta or any team for that matter uh, nails a draft as well as they did in 2016 both those guys bring it and uh, like I said it's only a matter of time before they are uh, pro bowlers and all pros and things like that. The The next thing we have on the topic, we have the Aaron Donald and Nadamik and Sue uh, have a chance to become the best defensive line in the league. These guys are going to rack up a bunch of sacks and a bunch of TFLs. Um, Aaron Donald, you know, and Nadamik and Sue. The, the thought of those guys both playing on the same defensive line is just insane to me. First of all, uh, Donald was the best interior defensive lineman in the NFL last year. I think he had 11 sacks. I think Sue only had four and a half. But, you know, Donald's going to set the tone. We know that. So the X factor really for this team is what is uh, Nadamik and Sue going to do? Um, 
I think if Donald, you know, you have to believe that Donald's going to be around 10 sacks in 2018. He had 11 last year. I think he'll ha- be around 10 next year. That means Nadama Kinsu is going to have to set a goal of being around eight sacks. He hasn't done that since 2014, so it's been a little bit since he's been that dominant. But if Los Angeles really wants to win the Super Bowl, that's what they're going to need out of Sue. And the good news for both these players is they have a defensive coordinator in Wade Phillips, who's a flat-out mastermind. Phillips is going to use uh, Sue and Donald on twists, loops, or even just putting by putting them in the right place at the right time and letting them flourish within the system. I really believe that uh, Phillips is going to dial up some great uh, att- like a- approaches and attacks for the Rams' defensive front, and those guys are going to create havoc. You know, they're going to cause uh, the rhythm and timing for the offense to break down quarterbacks are going to have a massive defender in their face on almost every single snap offensive linemen are going to be overwhelmed good luck trying to block those guys it's just uh by having those two players it automatically tilts things in los angeles favor i think this really could be the best defensive line we've ever seen and phillips the fact that wade phillips is in control of all of it is just potent it's lethal and the Rams, to me, right now, are the best team in football. I know uh, Philadelphia won it last year, and we've never even seen this Rams team play a single game with Sue and Aqib Talib and Marcus Peters. But I just believe collectively on paper there's just too much there. The the coordinators, uh, I should say the head coach, uh, Sean McVay, and the court defense coordinator, Wade Phillips, those guys are two of the brightest minds as far as X and O's goes in the entire business. They're going to put those guys in spots that are going to allow those players to thrive. Man, it's just exciting to think about. You know, I know Hollywood and the movie industry are known for entertainment, but the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Rams are going to set the world on fire too. And it's so fitting uh, that they're going to bring their own form of entertainment to the football field. I think it's going to be just awesome to watch. Uh, the fans in L.A. are in for a treat this year. I thought when both teams were heading out there, I thought the Chargers would get ahead and really solidify themselves because right now they're in a, a race to claim that whole market. Who's going to be Chargers or Rams? That didn't end up happen, happening. The Chargers uh, are taking a back seat, it seems like, to the Rams. But in the Chargers' defense, they're not that bad either. They had nine wins last year, but the Rams are the true Super Bowl contender. And uh, as long as they can stay healthy, you know, because if Sue gets hurt or Donald gets hurt, subtly, or even Tlaib or Marcus Peters, then suddenly the dream goes out the window a little bit. But if they can all stay healthy and nothing happens, this team is going to have a great chance to put some hardware in the trophy case, and uh, that's got to be exciting if you live out west. Um, The next thing we have on the ticker, we have uh, Rob Gronkowski is sending a clear message to Bill Belichick by not showing up to the Patriots offseason program. Um, uh, Rob Gronkowski has been weighing his future all offseason. He's been contemplating retiring, and uh, he said this right after the Super Bowl in a press conference, and uh, 
to me, it feels like Rob Gronkowski's frustrated with the Patriots' ways. You know, there was all this stuff about um, Belichick being upset about Gronkowski for making some Instagram comments about saying, uh, go be free, go be happy to one of the players that left the team. And Belichick kind of took that as, uh, we're not having enough fun. And you know Belichick's uh, thought process is, we're winning Super Bowls and competing for Super Bowls year in and year out. How can't you be having fun? Well, Gronkowski is a pretty uh, out-there type of guy. He seems free-spirited. And he has to, uh, when he has to, abide all Bill Belichick's rules, it seems like it kind of, kind of drains him, him of his energy. I don't think uh, uh, Gronkowski is the only player that's feeling this way either. I feel like Brady's starting to feel this way too. It's clear that uh, that the guys for New England are becoming a little fed up with uh, Belichick's antics just because Bill Belichick isn't very flexible in his approach. approach. He's very... Uh, um, stubborn and overbearing at times and these guys just want um, the coaching philosophy that Bill Belichick brings to the table to be loosened up a little bit so they can have a little bit more fun um, there's definitely a rift I know the guy, the guys in the locker room are not happy about Malcolm Butler being benched Butler was the top corner for this team the whole entire season. And then for Bill Belichick to sit him in the Super Bowl was just a very uh, gutsy call, and it didn't pan out for uh, the Patriots. That hasn't been the only questionable call that Belichick has made either. I've talked about in the past how I've seen him uh, kick the ball in overtime on a, a couple occasions. One time he lost to the Jets. The next time he got lucky and beat the Broncos. He's traded away key players like uh, Chandler Jones and Jamie Collins. He benched Malcolm Butler. He's having a riff with Brady or a power struggle with Brady just because both those guys are alpha males and both of them um, feel like they're bringing the most to the table. After watching the Super Bowl, Brady threw for 500 yards. Belichick uh, sat Malcolm Butler and somewhat cost the the Patriots the Super Bowl I can kind of understand where Rob Gronkowski is coming from because he's thinking I'm putting my body on the line for all the offseason workouts 16 games to the season usually the three games to make it to the Super Bowl and then the Super Bowl so a total of four games in the playoffs and then for Belichick to sit Malcolm Butler and jeopardize the Patriots chances of winning I can see why Bill Bel- or not Bill Belichick I can see why Rob Gronkowski is frustrated because he's laying it all on the line every single season and sometimes the the coach the head coach is overcoaching and that's causing the Patriots to shoot themselves in the foot at times so Rob Gronkowski uh, when he's been contemplating retirement a little bit is be like he doesn't want to come to the offseason workouts because he's a veteran and he's already established himself we've seen Michael Strahan and uh, Brett Favre skip uh, minicamp in the past and Gronkowski's defense, this is a voluntary workout. I'm sure when mandatory team activities come around, he's going to show up. But the other thing is, Gronkowski's being a little bit uh, rebellious towards uh, Belichick by um, contemplating retirement and skipping uh, off-season workouts because he's frustrated with how Bill's handling things. 
He wants to show that uh, Bill's overbearing approach isn't going to be tolerated, and he just wants um, the Patriots to be a little bit more flexible and a little bit uh, more upbeat with how they do things. If you're going to be there, it can't be so miserable that it's draining everybody uh, of their energy. And obviously Gronkowski, to some some effect, has uh, let it affect his his psyche a little bit, you know. And really they just need to find a way to smooth things over in New England. I think for Belichick, that is going to be about trusting his guys a little bit more, cutting them a little bit more slack, and allowing them to be pros a little bit. He kind of coaches it like a high school program. Obviously, Bill Belichick's structure has built this team into uh, a perennial powerhouse, but lately he's just been taking it a little bit too far. There's clearly a little bit of rift, uh, a rift growing between Bill Belichick and the team. And if he doesn't make these adjustments uh, soon, he could have a lot of trouble on his hands. You don't want to alienate Rob Gronkowski. The last person you really want to offend is Tom Brady. Both of those players are not happy, are not as happy as they should. And Bill Belichick better take notice. Um, It's probably going to come down to now or never. And this regime could ultimately collapse if they don't go uh, the right way. Uh, course, so keep an eye on the situation. Uh, Gronkowski and Belichick could become uh, combustible at any time. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but uh, if it does, you know it almost feels like it would be because Belichick is, you know, being Bill Belichick, the guy we've always known, but it's wearing thin on uh, the Patriots players. That's all we got tonight. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a great day. Check out uh, uh, endzoneblog.com for all your latest NFL news and updates. Check us out on Twitter at endzoneblognfl. I appreciate it. Have a great day.